Hello, and welcome to The Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode. I don't know if other people do this, but when I'm sitting around watching TV, I get kind of bored, so I have a really bad habit of also putzing around with either my iPad or my laptop or something, my phone, just something, just putzing around and kind of like, you know, surfing the uh, web, or I would say Google and stuff. I just like Google a lot of different things. And so the other day I was goofing around, just being silly, and I ran into what I think personally is the coolest thing, and I just couldn't wait to tell you guys about it. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. So if you're playing bingo at established places like casinos or bingo halls or any place that's really kind of a permanent situation, uh, I say that permanent locations only because right now things are a little crazy because of COVID still, so this may not be the case. But but generally speaking, if you're playing in like regular places where people play every week and it's an, you know a constant ongoing thing, one of the things you're going to notice is that most of these places have something called the Bingle Bugle. Okay, this is like a little newspaper, little paper magazine type thing that is you know for bingo players. All right. And there's actually several variations on it, because even though the main parent title is the Bingo Bugle, there's actually issues that are specific to every kind of region. Okay, so like in Southern California, typically kind of connects with uh, Nevada. So it's usually like Southern California and Nevada, you have that particular region. And what's showing in the Bingo Bugle in that issue is not going to be the same stuff that you're going to see for the Bingo Bugle in, uh, let's say, upstate New York. Okay, so it's just reflective of whatever that general region is in the bingo that's going on in that area. The problem is you only really had access to the Bingo Bugle that was available in your general area. But what I've always wished is that I had Bingle Bugle for other places because a lot of times when I'm traveling, and I've definitely uh, not so much now again because of COVID, but I used to travel, you know, pretty decent amount and stuff. And you'd go to these cities and you want to play bingo, but you don't know where anything is. You know, I was in Austin one time and I didn't know. Uh, I was in Europe one time and didn't know and stuff. And you want to check it out. And there's really no way to do that. So again, going back, so I was putzing around on the computer and I was checking out the Bingle Bugle just for local stuff. I was trying to find a place that might play on a particular night that I was looking at. And while I was doing that, I clicked on something. I don't know what it was. I have a tendency to do that all the time, just run into things. But I guess I clicked on something for the Bingle Bugle and I got this site for it that listed all these other cities in the country. (laughs) I was like... That is amazing. This is what I've wanted for so long. I didn't know it was there. Maybe it's always been there. Maybe it's something that they just put up recently, but I had no idea. And I was just so excited because it just makes life so much easier when you want to go someplace and you can take the time to just click on the bingo bugle for whatever that city is. And again, it's not every city in the country, but it has a good uh, good amount of them. It gives you a, like a general region and everything. So you can do that. I was like, okay, this is fantastic. This is great. Because I again, I can't tell you how many times I've been someplace and really wanted to play bingo and, and didn't have a clue. And that could be kind of frustrating. And it also can be like a waste of your time sometimes because when you get to these places, what I've done is I've usually Googled, you know, you Google, oh, where's bingo and stuff and something will come up, but it only has a limited amount of 
information. You know, it might have a phone number, it might have an address, but it doesn't really say how much it costs. It doesn't say necessarily when it plays. And you kind of have to try to track people down to try to get that information. But if you can have access to the local Bingle Bugle, then it's like cha-ching, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I mean, seriously, wonderful. This is so wonderful. I'm so happy because that way it's just so much safer and it just gives you so much more information and you can go there and you can click on it. Let me see. What are the, some of the places that I did? The, uh, one of the places was uh, Chicago. So I clicked on Chicago and, you know, and you can uh, see all the places they have Bingo available, which is helpful. My f- husband's family was from Chicago and we used to go there and I had absolutely no idea where Bingo was available in that town. Uh, one of the other places I looked at was Virginia Beach and they've got a ton of uh bingo down there. I have no idea. I have nobody in Virginia Beach, but it was just kind of interesting. I spent the day kind of like scouring, looking at all these different places that have bingo, you know. Uh, uh, New York, I was looking at New York. New York's got all, New York's got all kinds of bingo going on there. And, uh, you know, not only is it just good to know that for myself, so when I'm traveling, you know, I've got some way to check the resources, uh, you know, for bingo that are available, and that makes life so much more convenient. But it's also, uh, you know, for my own personal um, benefit, it's good for my podcast because now that makes it easier for me to give people information about what's going on across the country. And that's what I really want to do is give people information that they can use. So, you know, and just explain different little things or that I found out uh, about what's going on in various places or just, just the differences. There's so many different things like, uh, what did I learn about Virginia Beach? Uh, in Virginia Beach, there's a place called the Witch Duck Hall, which is an interesting name, Witch Duck Hall. What's different about that place is that two different organizations use that space for bingo. I mean, they split it up. So one group does bingo on uh, Monday and Tuesday, and then a totally different group does it on Wednesday and Friday. And... Um, not terribly exciting news, but just kind of different because in LA, usually it's just one place does it one place. Like this is the group, the Samoans over here at this particular place, or it used to be uh, brothers and sisters used a location over by me. And just generally, it's just one group uses one particular location. So it was just kind of interesting to see that this place shared the people who provided the bingo games. I wonder if that cuts down on the rental cost. Anyway, another thing that I found out is that they have bingo, not only at nighttime, which is what's most common out here in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Well, Las Vegas is all day long, but out in Los Angeles, that's the most common is most of the games are at night unless it's Sunday. And then Sunday, they generally have some afternoon games. But in a lot, both these places, when I looked at Virginia Beach and when I was looking at Chicago and again, looking at New York, they've got games that play in the daytime. In fact, There were a surprisingly large amount of places that had bingo in the daytime. I'm not sure why that is, but, you know, like 10 o'clock in the morning and stuff. And a lot of those places, like I said, not only had bingo at 10 o'clock in the morning, then they would turn around and they would have like another session at um, like 6 o'clock, 6.30 or whatever. So that was just kind of interesting to know that there was uh, bingo twice in the day. Personally, uh, since I'm retired and everything, it would be wonderful if in Los Angeles there were places that had bingo in the daytime. That would be great because so many of these places that I play at out here, you don't get home till like after 10 o'clock at night. One place you don't get out till after midnight sometimes.
It would be wonderful if there were places in Los Angeles that could ad- adopt this habit of having games in the afternoon. And I don't, honestly don't see why not. I think we've, if they can do it in Virginia Beach and they can do it in Chicago, I think they can certainly have enough people to come in Los Angeles and do that. But anyway, so it's, again, it's just nice to find these places and, and see some of the differences that are out there. Uh, one of the things I noticed that a lot of these places back east, and again, I'm assuming this is a back east thing since all of the places I was looking at were obviously in that direction. There was something that I kept seeing that was called the progressive instant. And, you know, I'm really curious about that. I, I got to go. Maybe when I go to my next competition or maybe I can call somebody. Actually, I guess I could do that. I could just call somebody and try to figure out what the heck is a progressive instant. Because I don't know if you recall, I think back on one of my earlier uh, telecasts, we talked about the pool tabs and stuff. And one of the pool tabs they have out here is uh, they have these things called an instant. And that is, like I said, you get these uh pool tabs that you buy in some places they call them flash but you get them and then you open them you tear them open which is why they call them pool tabs in most places you tear them open and sometimes you instantly win a certain amount of money it could be like two hundred dollars three hundred dollars five hundred dollars that actually happened to a friend recently and it also has happened to me in the past so that's what we generally call an instant when you open these pool tabs or aka flash and it instantly says you win this certain amount of money but these things are a progressive instant, so I, I don't know what that is. It's like, how the heck can you have a progressive instant on something that you just open it and automatically is a certain number? So that's kind of got my curiosity sparked because I want to know what that is. And then there's another one that they have. This one isn't quite uh, as hard to figure out. In their little notices in the Bingle Bugle, a lot of the places that are advertising for their games talk about something called treasure chests. And I'm like, oh, okay, what the heck is a treasure chest? And I kept thinking, and I'm like, duh, uh, pretty sure that's the same as what we have out here, what we call the cash ball. So as a quick refresher, the cash ball is just a special number that if you win on that particular number, then you get some extra money. Uh, sometimes it's hundreds of dollars, sometimes it's thousands of dollars. But basically, if you bingo on, you know, my favorite B5, and the cash ball is B5, then you're entitled to that money. Uh, a lot of places uh, make you pay extra for that. Like in Vegas, they def- definitely do. They call it verifying. Uh, some places I know out here in California make you pay extra for it. But there's also a lot of places places where you go, and it's just part of your buy-in for that event, so it just depends. That said, I'm assuming the treasure chest is equivalent to our cash ball out here, because it seems to be on a lot of the advertisements that I see on these uh, Bingle Bugles back east. Anyway, it's just great to know that the Bingle Bugle makes this information accessible. Uh, to everyone. And it's not just, you know, all the stuff about bingo, you know, and where to play bingo. It also has uh, astrology in it. It has uh, games. It has a lot of articles about people who are winning. You know, it's like so-and-so won this amount of money, particularly in Las Vegas. You have a lot of big winners in Vegas and they usually will take a picture and this so-and-so won 5,000 or so-and-so won 100. Um, They also have things for entertainment. So if, you know, when the holidays come up, it's nice. People want to advertise and they can show, oh, this is so-and-so, you know, this is our Christmas party and this is so-and-so's outfit for Halloween or or whatever. So there's just like a lot of information that's, you know, this great community that we have in Bingo and it kind of helps bring people together and keeps making you feel part of this incredible group. Um, so even though it doesn't cover everything, it's just such a great place to start if you're looking into finding out what's happening in any given town. So I'm very appreciative of the Bingle Bugle and have been for years. And I'm hoping that going forward, I can bring some information to 
everybody across the country about what's going on in bingo and not just in Southern California and Nevada. I'm actually going to put a link to the Bingo Bugle on my Facebook account as well as my Instagram so you can take a look at that and see if it's helpful. But like I said, when you're traveling and you've never been someplace and you really want to have an opportunity to play bingo, this is just really nice that you can go there and you can click on one of these links and you can get the information uh, that's available for you because sometimes when you go there and you're just calling, you don't get the full lay of the land. You don't know if there's any specials. You don't know what to expect. Uh, so this way you have just a little bit more of a heads up. I think it's just a great resource for people who love to play bingo. Uh, you can get some incredible information and uh, just have that in your back pocket for whenever you're going to travel. Okay. For this week's Bingo Lingo, we're sticking with what we've been talking about already, which is the Bingo Bugle. And there's a new term that I just learned. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And that term is setup. Okay, I think recently we talked about buy-in. All right, buy-in is generally what you have to pay, the minimum you have to pay to play the game at whatever location you're playing at, okay? And the buy-in can be as little as less than $10 to up to several hundred dollars, okay? We've talked about that. But as I was scouring through all these bingo bugles, a new term popped up for me that I hadn't seen before. And again, that was the word setup. So your setup is uh, such and such dollars, okay? That's in Chicago. I found that terminology. So it's like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, I, I just had never heard that before. And so things to keep in mind. It's not everything has like terminologies, like uh, different regions have different accents and stuff, you know, like a Boston accent or a um, uh, Southern accent. And I guess different, termino different terminologies can be used across the country. And in particular, like I said, uh, out here in this area, most places call it a buy-in. I think that's kind of uh, the rule in most places, but there's also something called a setup. So your setup is the... Um, bingo lingo term for this week. Well, that's the end of this week's episode. So thank you so much for joining me with uh, the Broke Bingo Addict. I hope you'll also join us on our Instagram and our Facebook page, both under the title, The Broke Bingo Addict. And also, if you could please subscribe to the podcast, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. It's not a game. It's a red